Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast. And for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show. And now, the podcast. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, This evening, ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States is under brutal, vicious attack by the Stalinist Democrats. We're making a new run at a coup effort here. Fox News is under brutal, vicious attack by a media that is 98% monolithic when it comes to their left-wing ideology, but cannot, cannot tolerate the existence of a Fox News. Remember all the times I made a run at talk radio when they're making another run at Fox News. Have you ever seen media outlets trying to destroy another media outlet? I read this New Yorker piece. It just regurgitated the same old stuff that too many of the Fox opinion makers are close to Trump. And it amazes me. When I look at CNN and MSNBC, when I look at the Washington Post and the New York Times, all the Democrats who worked for Clinton or worked for Obama, or who are Democrats who didn't work for anybody. Or when you look at Meet the Press and who runs that, or you look at Good Morning America and who runs that, all Democrats. And then they tell you the news side of Fox is okay, because, you know, you have Shep Smith and so on, but it's the opinion side that's no good. Here's the difference. In the newsrooms across the country, you can't tell newsrooms from the opinion pages or the opinion makers on cable, on network news, in the Washington Post, New York Times, etc., etc. On Fox, you know. And I don't always agree with the news people at Fox either. I think in some respects they're opinion makers, mostly of the left. But that's okay. My point is Fox is the most transparent news outlet of all of them. Now, you might say, well, Mark, you're an employee. I do a one-hour show there. I can do it or not do it. I do whatever I want. The vast majority of the work that I do has nothing to do with my time on Fox. It has to do with my radio program, my digital TV program, and my books. That's what I spend the vast majority of my time on. But to suggest that the Democrats that are hired by CNN, the Democrats that are hired by MSNBC, I mean... What is Chris Matthews? He's a former hack for Carter and Tim O'Neill. Jake Tapper, a former hack for a Congresswoman Marjorie Mezvinsky. And a spokesman for Handgun Control Inc. Jim Shuto was a national security advisor in the Obama administration. You go right down the list. Jeffrey Tubin, a well-known leftist. Dan Abrams, same thing. No, no, you don't understand. They're legal analysts. Chris Cuomo, may I say more? Need I? 
And then you have people who worked at Fox on The View, like Huntsman. Well, you know, if this is true, if this is true, this is really, 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 if this is true. If what is true? If what is true? At least there's transparency over there at Fox. You know where their opinion people stand. There's no transparency at CNN or MSNBC when they're supposed news people are partisans and biased. But that's not really what I wanted to get into today. I'm just saying they're trying. It's, it's amazing how the, how the Soviet left just cannot tolerate, cannot tolerate other entities, other voices. You've got a guy, Brian Stelter, as dumb as a doorknob, a left-wing hack, a Democrat hack. Everyone knows it. Every single weekend attacking Fox. That's what he does. That's obviously his job. I was at CPAC. My wife and I were asked to come on Saturday and where my wife, my wonderful wife, interviews me the second year in a row. It's a magnificent gathering of 10,000 conservatives and libertarians from across the country, half of whom are 25 years old or younger. So it's under attack, CPAC. And I uh, stayed to watch the president's speech. It was, it was shortly after uh, our interview. Two hours. It was actually longer than two hours. It was fantastic. It was funny. It was serious. It was entertaining. He was mocking. He enjoyed it. He loved his supporters. His supporters loved him. And then, of course, the media compare him to Hitler. Or he's unhinged, or what have you. There's a great piece at Reason.com, the website, by Nick Gillespie. This is a uh, a full-out libertarian site, and Gillespie is one of the uh, big backers of this site, big movers and shakers. He said, look, I don't always agree with Trump. Matter of fact, some cases I strongly disagree with him. Some cases I strongly agree with him. But that was an absolutely fantastic performance And he said, and Trump will win in 2020 if this keeps up. There's not another Democrat who can go on that stage and compare to Trump. So what do the media have to do? The same media that attacked Fox as being biased, which is hilarious, given their own own backgrounds and so forth. What do they do? They trash the speech. They don't understand Trump. They don't understand Trump's supporters. They don't understand how he won, and they still don't understand it. They still don't understand it. I would ask these left-wing Democrats, so-called journalists, tell me, do you ever talk to Democrats on the Hill, off the record, like Schiff or Nadler or Cummings? Of course you do. Of course you do. So why do you trash Hannity all the time? Are you jealous? Are you confused about what he does? Why do you do that? Trying to take him out like you try to take out anybody else you disagree with? That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. I mean, Ben Bradley over there at the Washington Compost and formerly Newsweek, he was advising John Kennedy all the time. But they loved Kennedy and they loved Bradley because Bradley hated Nixon and helped bring him down. But Bradley had his head so far up John Kennedy's butt, it wasn't even funny. If John Kennedy opened his mouth, there was Ben Bradley's face. The same can be said for other media outlets during the uh, Obama administration. Or media outlets today that not only hate Trump, but self-censor when it comes to true Russian collusion. But notice, Sunday, they have Nadler out there, they have Schiff out there, 
And they're going to keep pushing Nadler, keep pushing Schiff, keep pushing all the crazy leftists who run these committees, who are out to destroy the President of the United States. So the new coup began today. The effort unleashed this time by Nadler, and they'll go back and forth between Schiff and Nadler and try and overwhelm this administration with subpoenas, with document requests, with witnesses, try to stop it in its tracks, try to undermine the republic, try to undermine the voting system, send out fundraisers for their base, and so forth and so on. Nadler wants to investigate the 2016 election. He wants to investigate family members. He wants to investigate Trump world and all of its business entities. Uh, And he wants to investigate the inauguration. And he says that the uh, Mueller investigation is too narrow. Now, they'll they'll cling to whatever Mueller has to say, because I don't believe Mueller is this passive, tame uh, individual who's going to put out a report, not get into obstruction and all the rest. They will use that in their effort here. But this is a coup effort from the radical Stalinist left within the Democrat Party that controls one branch of government, the branch that can impeach a president. That's exactly what's going on here. And moreover, it's about the 2020 campaign. This is opposition research for the 2020 campaign. Let me repeat, they're using your tax dollars, official committee hearings, official government staffers, to try and dig up as much information as they possibly can on this president and his family and his finances and his businesses to use in the 2020 campaign. It is a outrageous misappropriation of tax dollars. It is an outrageous new coup attempt. And the media not only go along with it, the media hawk it. The media hawk it. And I just want to give a warning to the media and to the left and the Democrats that they're all one and the same. You're playing with fire. You're playing with fire. There are tens of millions of people who admire this president. You bring these never-Trumpers on your program and these radical race-baiting professors on your program, and you reinforce your own insanity. I am telling you, you're playing with fire. You're playing with fury. That your effort to dislodge this president is so crooked and so corrupt that you are going to infuriate tens of millions of Americans. Tens of millions of Americans. While at the same time you're pushing your radical left agenda of gun confiscation, open borders, massive taxation. Your efforts will have consequences. I'm not talking about violence. The left is the violent, uh, the violent uh, entity in this country. I'm talking about politically, you are playing with fire. And the fury of the American people, the fury of the American people will present itself because of Nadler, Schiff, Pelosi, and all the other malcontents and miscreants in the House of Representatives. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want to thank our sponsor, Hillsdale College, for all they do to try and maintain the greatness of America. You know, most colleges have enough trouble maintaining the greatness on their own campuses, and they have declined. 
and they have fallen into cultural rot. Not Hillsdale College. It's a special place. And now they reach out to all citizens of the country to spread the word of liberty, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, capitalism, all the great things that make America what she is today. And now that Congress is under new leadership, it already seems to be on a mission to thwart our liberty, doesn't it? Yours and mine. But too many representatives don't know how to preserve liberty, and too many of them don't care. We call them progressives. But I'm not interested in the progressives. I'm interested in you, we the people. It's up to we the people to retain what we have earned and to retain what we have received from our founding fathers. And our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. That's why for a limited time, my good friends at Hillsdale have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free, to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty like the rest of us. And you can take their excellent online course for free for a limited time. Sign up today for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore. Learn about liberty, the Declaration, the Constitution. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Why isn't there a full examination of Nancy Pelosi's businesses with that dopey husband of hers, Paul Why isn't there an investigation of their children? I'm quite serious. Why isn't there investigations into her campaigns? So many of them. And Adam Schiff, great piece in the American Greatness website the other day by Julie Kelly. During his grudge-airing, redemption-seeking spectacle last week, Michael Cohen admitted he was in cahoots with Democratic lawmakers prior to giving his congressional testimony. Notice Brian Stelter, little slob, and most of the others at CNN and MSNBC ignored that totally. Totally. We spoke with Chairman Elijah Cummings and Democratic Party and the Democratic Party. Trump's former lawyer confessed to Representative Jody Heiss, Republican Georgia, We spoke with Chairman Adam Schiff and his people as well. Under further questioning by Representative James Jordan, remember they tried to take him out too. Cohen acknowledged he spoke to Schiff about topics that were going to be raised at the upcoming hearing. Jordan clarified that rather than simply discuss the logistics of the hearing, Schiff coached the witness on, quote, what he was going to talk about. Wasn't the only attempt by Adam Schiff to influence Cohen's testimony. In an interview with George Stephanopoulos on this week last week, the Southern California congressman signaled that he expected Cohen to disclose information about alleged crimes committed by the president, including money laundering and obstruction of justice. It all amounted to the latest ethical misstep by Mr. Schiff. Unfortunately, none of Schiff's bad behavior has caught the attention either of the media or congressional watchdogs. Unlike his predecessor, Representative Devin Nunes, who was subjected to a fruitless eight-month House Uh, ethics investigation in 2017 Schiff continues to escape scrutiny for lying to Congress misleading the public about imaginary crimes related to Russian collusion and now witness tampering two years ago this month Schiff announced that he had more than circumstantial evidence to prove Donald Trump's presidential campaign and perhaps Trump himself had colluded with the Russians to influence the election 
was the first time a Democratic leader had made such an accusation and immediately conferred legitimacy to the collusion ruse. We now know who was overplaying his hand, Schiff. Two years later, despite Schiff's repeated warnings, there's no solid evidence to substantiate his claims. The nine-term congressman catapulted from obscurity to fame based on the still unproven claim of Trump-Russia collusion. He's conducted countless interviews where he's made baseless and inflammatory accusations about the president, his family members, and his associates. And while he's becoming a darling of the resistance movement, HBO's Bill Maher called him a liberal icon during a 2017 interview. Schiff continues to inflame the public discourse as he seeks to destroy the Trump presidency. He has insisted without evidence that the president is somehow compromised by the Russians. Schiff is fixated on taking down Trump Jr. and alleges that a brief June 2016 meeting in Trump Tower between Russian lobbyists, who we've since learned are tied to Fusion GPS and Chief Glenn Simpson, and the Trump campaign team, including Don Jr., is evidence of a criminal conspiracy. The president's son suspect the president's son suspects that suspects that Schiff leaked to the press details about his closed door testimony in December 2017, which led to an embarrassing fake news story at CNN that cited the wrong date on an email that Don Jr. submitted to the committee. Oh, I'm sure we're going to hear lots about how the media are working with the Democrats on Capitol Hill. So much for Fox and so many of its opinion uh, uh, shows talking to the president. House Republicans also suspect that Schiff and his staff had disclosed other classified or unauthorized information to the press in serious violation of committee and House rules, wrote Representative Lee Zeldin, Republican New York, in December 2017. So the Democrats are accusing the president and his people of what they are doing. You'll also remember his vicious attacks against Devin Nunes. Relentless. He demanded that Nunes permanently step aside as chairman of the committee. And he voluntarily did so while the House ethics investigation was working. Schiff filed a memo of his own that defended the Justice Department's actions, that is, obstructions, and called the Nunes memo a transparent excuse me, excuse me, to undermine the Department of Justice, the FBI, and Special Counselor Mueller. So Schiff is a sleazeball. He's a sleaze. He's like a mob lawyer. That's why I got along with Michael Cohen. They're like mob lawyers and Lanny Davis. Here's my question. Will a reporter at CNN and MSNBC, when they have Schiff on, like they used to have the uh, porn star and her lawyer endlessly, will they ask him if he had any discussions behind the scene with Lanny Davis and what they were about? Will they ask him on the record if he and his staff have been leaking any information whatsoever to the press? Will they find out? Will they find out if Schiff has colluded with witnesses in the past? No, they won't. You want to know why? Because Schiff is a prime leaker. He's a source for the media. And they want him to be even a bigger source as time goes on. They will protect him the way they protected Comey and McCabe and Stroke and Page and Baker and all the rest of them. I'll be right back. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that the new congressional leadership is on a course to impede our liberty, your liberty and mine and the future liberty of your children and your grandchildren. Many of our representatives simply don't understand or care about the critical imperative to preserve our liberty. And it would seem that some of these so-called progressives actually seek to kill it. And these progressives are quite unlikely to understand or learn these things, which is why we have to. We need to overcome them. Our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. Now, to help us understand this critical issue for a limited time, my friends at Hillsdale College have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. I encourage you to check out this course, but not just you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors. Spread the word of liberty like Hillsdale College is. Hillsdale is on an important mission to restore liberty in our great country. And for a limited time, you can take their excellent and enlightening online courses for free. I urge you to sign up right now for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't work anymore. Learn more about liberty. Spread the word. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin. Tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. We're going to play some of that. We'll drive all the liberals nuts. Sitting there minding my own business. The president keeps calling me out. It's hilarious. Here's the deal. He's an enormously nice guy. He's enormous charisma. He's incredibly intelligent. And yet, if you listen to the lib media, he's the opposite of all those things. He was bragging about his wife. He clearly adores and loves his wife, Melania. And uh, I'm just telling you that uh, he's nothing like the press portray him. Nothing. Just remember, those of us who are old enough, what they did to Reagan and what they've done to others. Even the Bushies who have very short memories and very limited IQs. Maybe they'll remember what they did to their boy. But they're on such a hate on, you never know. Well, we're going to have some fun. We'll get back to Nadler and all. And by the way, I want to tell Mr. Nadler something, and I want to tell Mr. Schiff something and all the others on the left, including the media. You're going to have to get through 63 million of us to get to our president. You're going to have to get through 63 million of us. You've trashed us, too, and we have long memories. You've smeared us, too. You've called us neo-Nazis. You've called us white supremacists, even those of us who aren't white. You've called us racists. You've called us stupid. You've called us deplorables. We don't forget. Because we also know that the attack on Trump is really an attack on us, just like you used to attack the Tea Party. And we're on to you. And we're disgusted by you. You don't have the country's best interests at heart. So let me be abundantly clear. You think you're going to get to the president, you're going to have to get through his supporters. And that ain't going to happen. No time soon, I can tell you that. In fact, never. No matter how many stupid reports you put out, stupid hearings you have, stupid subpoenas you put out, document requests, witnesses you have, we know what the hell you are. We know who you are. We know behind the scenes how you collude and conspire, how you witness tamper, 
how you cherry pick information. We know what you're all about. I said it the day after the damn election. You want to take Trump out and you want to impeach him and you have never changed course. You don't want to work with him. You don't want to help the country. You're furious that your your dear Hillary lost Hillary Clinton and that thug, her husband are behind it. Mr. Peroni's disease. Oh, yeah, they're all behind it. This whole collusion thing. Their hacks are on TV. Obama's hacks are on TV. All their hacks are on TV, but they're worried about Fox, you know. Well, should we have a little fun now? Is this the time to do it, Mr. Producer, you think? And then we'll swing back into the the hate on the left. So I'm at CPAC with my lovely wife, Julie. We had our session where she interviewed me, and it it was fabulous, thanks to her, not to me. And we go in to listen to the president speak. And it was a fabulous speech. I mean, he moved smoothly between jokes and sarcasm, uh, facts, their own facts. Nobody could make tariffs sound interesting. He made it compelling. The audience was thrilled. He talked about North Korea. He talked about free speech. He brought the gentleman on on stage who was uh, sucker punched in the eye. And I got to speak to Hayden, too. What a wonderful young man. He knows how to communicate with the American people, this president, something CNN and MSNBC cannot do with their paltry ratings. So let's begin now. This is Saturday. Mr. Producer put a few of these clips together. I think you'll laugh at some of this, too. This is Saturday where the president keeps referring to me. I'm not doing this out of ego. I don't need it. I was there already. And trust me. I couldn't even I I said I'm not. I didn't ask for this either from Mr. Producer. He'll tell you. He just said, I can't let this go. And I couldn't go to the restroom because I was afraid if I went to the restroom, he would call me out. And I didn't want to. I wanted to hear what he had to say. It was everybody just was so. I mean, enthralled with what he had to say. And later he's called Hitler, of course. Cut one. Go. So everybody's waiting. I thought of it this morning, Mark. And I heard you made an incredible Speech and statement today, Mark Levin. I heard it was incredible. And I was on the way, but I'll see it later. I guarantee I'll be watching it later. I have one of the great inventions in history. It's called TiVo. I think it's actually better than television because television is practically useless without TiVo, right? But I'll be watching it later, Mark. But people that got no votes, but I heard this morning... President Trump is waiting for the Mueller report. I said, wait a minute, let let me get this straight. (laughs) So the attorney general recuses himself, and I don't fire him. No obstruction. That's the other thing. If you use your rights, if you use your power, if you use Article 2, it's called obstruction. But only for Trump, for nobody else. Folks, I wish I could play all two hours of this. I mean, I am telling you, you would be so invigorated. Cut to go. We had a crowd. I've never seen anything like it. And I have to live. I have to live with crowd size. It's all a phony deal, folks. But I saw a picture just the other night of practically no people. It was taken hours before 
A great day. That was a great day for us. That was a great, great day. People came from all over. People came from all over. So Sarah said, and Mercedes said, sir, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. I say, but I care. <laughs> and people care. People care. So what I'm going to do is I'll give it to the great one. I'll give it to Mark Levin. And I'll give him the picture. And then I'll show you where they showed just the other day an empty field, like nobody on it. And you'll see the sun, you know, you can see it's very dark because the sun's like starting to rise, right? <laughs> and you can have some fun. You're going to get big ratings on your show, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Sunday night, everybody. Sunday night. Huh? 10 o'clock, right? <laughs> Sunday night at 10 o'clock. Thank you. I knew that, actually, but thank you. You know why he's laughing? Because my wife jumped up and said, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, you know, at Fox. So that's why he was laughing. I'm telling you, the guy is really very human. And they try to turn him into this monster. He's, he is, he's very, very friendly and, and enjoyable. All right, cut three. Go ahead. But, you know, they had a debate in, it was really a rough time in our country because we had so much money, we didn't know what the hell to do with a tough, tough time. It was called the Great Tariff Debate. Mark Levin will look this up. <laughs> and the problem is with Mark, if I make a little mistake, he'll let us know on Sunday night. I got to be very careful when I talk about this. This was going on through the entire speech. I mean, it was hilarious. All right, cut four, go. By the way, everybody okay? I haven't seen anybody living. I haven't seen anybody. I know one thing. If Mark Levin gets up and leaves, I'll finish very quickly because then I know. But I haven't seen anyone leaving. Nobody's left. I watch those doors because a lot of times, a lot of times, well, one time the press said, people left. Yeah, you know where they went to? The bathroom. And then they came back. Two people. <laughs> they showed two empty seats in a stadium of 19,000. They showed two empty seats. The people left right in front of me. And I said, oh, man, maybe this isn't a good job I'm doing. Then they came back. They went to the bathroom. <laughs> and a certain fake news deal showed a picture on the front page of these two empty seats. They said, Trump had empty seats. We never have empty seats. <laughs> they don't get this guy. He's hilarious. One more we'll play. Last one. Cut five. Go. But Ron DeSantis, I like people that defend me. You know, when people defend me, I defend them. So he came. That's why I like Mark. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. <laughs> well, there you go. By the way, CNN and MSNBC, did you hear all the things he said? Must be a scandal. Must be a scandal. How can Mark Levin do an interview show at 10 p.m. on Sunday night, Eastern Time? And there the president's kibitzing with him. How is that possible? Ah, shove it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
The new congressional leadership is in town, but there's nothing new about what they're pushing. Big government, centralized government, iron-fisted government, higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. They're on a mission to obstruct our freedom and undermine our sovereignty. Yours, mine, all of ours. And too many representatives don't care. This is the nature of progressivism. It's an ideological poison. And the best way to fight it is with knowledge, information about liberty, about the Declaration, about the Constitution, and how Congress is supposed to work. It's up to we, the people, to understand what our government is and is not supposed to do. And that includes Congress. And thankfully, my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought back the powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress, and it's absolutely free. Please take advantage of this remarkable offer to equip yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors, with the knowledge that all of us should have about our Congress and our government generally. Hillsdale College is on a critical mission to restore liberty in our great country. And you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time. So sign up right now for this important course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore so we can do something about it. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. atmosphere was there when the president was speaking. He also got into very, very serious issues, as I say, North Korea, tariffs, taxes. Uh, but uh, there's no other politician I know of who could stand in front of an audience and the audience is listening to his every syllable for over two hours. Unless, of course, it's a regime in which you leave, you'll get shot in the back. Nobody wanted to leave. Nobody. You might miss a sentence. You might miss a comment. Nobody wanted to leave. You can't say that about any other Republican politician or any Democrat politician, period. And that's what Nick Gillespie over there at Reason was talking about. He'd never seen anything like it. And Trump moves very smoothly from the serious to the unserious, from sarcasm to truism. And it's just way over the heads of these so-called Mainstream politicians and the media. It is way over their heads. There is an Obama, former Obama advisor, and she, of course, uh, makes her way over to CNN often. Her name is Sam Vinograd. It's really Samantha Vinograd. And Anna Cabrera is interviewing. I want you to listen to this. Cut six, go. Sam, the idea of preserving heritage taps into historically darker times, certainly... Not only that, though, you say what we heard from the president and, that, and those remarks also could pose a national security concern. Well, Anna, his statement makes me sick. On a personal level, preserving our heritage, reclaiming our heritage, that sounds a lot like a certain leader that killed members of my family and about six million other uh, Jews. You are in- such a jackass. Really? Tell me. Tell me, what do you and members of your family, obviously Jewish, as am I and my family, Tell me, uh, when the president moved the embassy to Jerusalem, did you applaud him? Does that remind you of Hitler, too? We know what the president's talking about, reclaiming our heritage and reclaiming our culture. He's not talking about white people. He's talking about America, you sicko. He's talking about Americanism. And if you read the Declaration and understood the Declaration, it has nothing to do with race, period. Same with the Constitution. These are unalienable rights for all human beings. You don't even understand Abraham Lincoln. He explained it over and over and over again. Before and during the Civil War. 
praising the founding fathers, praising the framers of the Constitution, endlessly referring to the Declaration of Independence. He sounded nothing like Hitler, you jackass. Go ahead. The 1940s. But on a national security level, the president talks about preserving our heritage as a catch-all for implementing policies that misallocate resources. Now, remember, this is a clown who worked for Obama. Very objective, an expert, of course, and with a record, she and her former president, that is second to none in terms of undermining this country. Go ahead. He pretends that there are massive flows of illegal immigrants coming over our borders and is spending billions of dollars on a border wall emergency instead of paying We have 20 million to- illegal immigrants in this country, ladies and gentlemen, and almost a million every year. 20 million. That's bigger than most states. He pretends you see the president of the United States. He pretends that all these people are coming into the country. He pretends that uh, states and localities on the border aren't being bankrupted or broken financially. Their schools, law enforcement, their hospitals. He pretends the president. We're all blind, you see. We don't really see what we see. Because this Obama hack is telling us that Trump is like Hitler and people are not coming over the border in massive numbers. Go ahead real national security threats. He sounds a lot like despotic leaders that have talked about white heritage. You know what? You should shut the hell up. And CNN, you are a disgrace for pushing this agenda. You're such fraud. You're so phony for pushing this agenda. Why don't you run a documentary on what Hitler actually did? Since all your guests and hosts are so quick to compare this president to Hitler. Why don't you show them what Hitler did and then run a documentary on the things Trump has said about Israel and the Jewish people and what he's done with their capital and with our embassy. Run them side by side. I have a better idea. Why don't you run side by side what Trump has said about Jews in Israel compared to what Obama has said about Jews in Israel? Why don't you do that? Or a mainstay of the Democrat Party, Farrakhan. Why don't you play that? Oh, and I'll be getting to other anti-Semi-bigots in the Democrat Party when we return. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I have advice for the dozens Dozens of individuals who've worked in the Trump businesses, the inauguration, the campaign at the White House, where the Democrats are demanding testify. Don't be scared and fight back. Like Oliver North did during the Iran-Contra hearings. Don't be, fa- don't be afraid and fight back. Push back. Push back. 
And uh, I'm sorry you're having to go through this, but this is a very low period in American history. Very low period in American history. And I'm telling you, the people the media are promoting today, they're going to be the cads. They're going to be looked upon in the future as very evil, diabolical people. And the media will be viewed exactly the same way. There have been different cycles with the media in our country throughout our history. Different cycles. Some of which have been very bad. This is one of them. I've said on the air, and I would say it again to the president and his lawyers, I hope they're listening, somebody's listening. Don't let your children testify before Congress any longer. Raise legitimate objections to the effort by these congressmen and women to gain access to your private business activities. Fight them all the way to the Supreme Court. They have no legitimate legislative purpose to be abusing you and abusing your children. Isn't it funny, folks, that when it's a Democrat and their children, if you look at them cross-eyed, they will trash you and smear you. But when it comes to the children of a Republican president, particularly this one, you can call for their indictment, you can call them anything you want. We don't have to put up with this, you know. We should fight back. I don't remember Republican members of Congress when they controlled these committees calling in the children of politicians to slime them to pull them through the ringer and so forth. and so I, I don't remember that, do you? But as I said in the first hour, this is opposition research funded by you, funded by government employees, staffers who work for these various committees. Opposition research they'll use against Trump, they hope, in 2020, digging up as much as they can by use of sworn testimony, subpoenas, document grabs. I mean, it's outrageous. This is a front for the DNC. That's what this has become. These Stalinists are a front for the DNC. We need to keep repeating that. They're using us, the government, the taxpayer, and the House of Representatives for the 2020 campaign. If that means also trying to impeach the president, they will. So for them, they view it as a twofer, a threefer. It's great. We can smear him and his family and his businesses. We can try to impeach him. And we get all, all this opposition research for 2020. Meanwhile, I can assure you, if Adam Schiff was put a, to a lie detector test about leaking to the media, he would flunk, be headed to Guantanamo Bay. Same with that slob Nadler. Same with him. And the others. Now, as you know, we've been leading the effort here on the Mark Levin Show and on my social pages to expose the bigots within the Democrat Party and the bigots in the media. And there's this anti-Semite bigot, Representative Ilhan Omar. And for the longest time, you were hearing that she's one of two women, first women, Muslims, elected to the House. And then they would stop. Same with the other one. From uh, Dearborn, Michigan. I believe her name's Talib. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't put it to memory. Talib. All right, I was close. 
Now, Omar is the child of Somalians who came to this country and escaped their hell in Somalia. Talib is the child of two Palestinians. Obviously so loved the Palestinian Authority and so forth, they escaped to the United States. And they spend 24-7 trashing our country. And trashing Jews. Now Omar, it's her anti-Semitism is shown on a daily basis. On a daily basis. And as you know, we've been using this microphone, we've been using Levin TV, I've been using our substantial social sites to demand that the Democrats do something. To demand that the Democrats do something. Now they're going to do something better than nothing, but it's not much. This from Politico, one of the mouthpieces for the Democrats. Speaker Nancy Pelosi and top Democrats will take floor action Wednesday in response to controversial remarks by Representative Ilhan Omar about Israel, the second such rebuke of the freshman Democrat from party leaders in recent weeks. They're not doing this because of her comments about Israel, you idiots. They're doing it because she's a racist. Pelosi and other senior Democrats are drafting a resolution to address the controversy, which ballooned over the weekend following a public clash between Omar and senior Jewish lawmakers. The resolution, which is still being finalized, comes after a backlash from top Democrats who accused Omar of anti-Semitism for referring to pro-Israel advocates allegiance to a foreign country, quote-unquote. So it's not about Israel, per se. It's about what she said about Jews. Omar's remarks are just the latest in a series of comments she's made that many of her Democratic colleagues say are blatantly anti-Semitic and must be retracted. Now, if you were a real newsroom over there at CNN and MSNBC, you would have led the way on this, exposing this woman and the other woman. You would have led the way in asking the Congressional Black Caucus why they won't denounce Louis Farrakhan. Oh, yeah. But you didn't. I can't think of a single newsroom that has. It's left to me and some others to continue to press this point. Democratic leaders are still debating whether to mention Omar by name in the resolution. You see, this is where we go. According to multiple sources, what, are you going to have a generic resolution? Well, we're debating it because we have this growing, important anti-Semitic base within the Democrat Party, and we need their votes. Staffers for Pelosi and top Democrats, including House Majority Leader Stempy Hoyer, began drafting the text of the resolution over the weekend as the confrontation between Omar and her colleagues unfolded on Twitter. And two of the House's most senior Democrats, Foreign Affairs Chairman Elliot Engel and Appropriations Chairwoman Nita Lowy, called Omar out in public statements demanding she apologize. Lowy condemned Omar's use of offensive, painful stereotypes, leading to a fight on Twitter as Omar dug in and her comments on her comments and was cheered by some on the left. Not by any on the right. Have you noticed? Our democracy is built on debate, Congresswoman Omar wrote. Later adding, I have not mischaracterized our relationship with Israel. I've questioned it, and that has been clear from my end, 
Omar declined to be interviewed for this story. She's been invited on this program, but, you know, crickets. Staffers for several Jewish lawmakers, including Engel and Lowy, soon began working with Democratic leaders on the resolution. Aides for House Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler, along with Representatives Ted Deutsch and Joseph Gottheimer, and fellow Minnesota freshman Representative Dean Phillips are also involved, according to multiple sources. A resolution, they don't name her by name and in the strongest words possible. This is worse than not condemning her. But what about Steve King? I'm not talking about Steve King. I'm talking about her. Well, what about Trump? I'm not talking about Trump. I'm just telling you how the libs do this. I'm talking about her. Well, what, a, what about... Shut up. And notice they never introduced a resolution condemning Barack Milhouse Benito Obama because it was Obama who started this anti-Semitism within the Democratic Party. And I called him out for it, but they dare not question him. It was Obama who was the first to interfere with the Israeli election before the Russians interfered with ours. And I noticed the Israeli left that controls their police department and their attorney general office hasn't indicted Barack Obama in abstention. Now, have they? Now, have they? It was Obama who went to the United Nations or sent his uh, his doofus. To vote against Israel's survival there. Remember, uh, we abstain. So the real anti-Semitism started with Obama, not with Omar, not with Tlaib, but with Obama. Hello, I said Obama. A resolution on the floor, regardless of whether it specifically mentions Omar, see, the Politico is going to cover for them now, would be a rare public reprimand from House leaders, particularly against a member of their own party, and speaks to the seriousness with which Democratic leaders view the ongoing controversy. Just three weeks earlier, Pelosi and her top lieutenants issued a rare public rebuke of Omar's previous remarks, which suggested pro-Israel groups were using their financial heft to shape U.S. Middle East policy. How is she any different than Farrakhan? How is she any different than David Duke? We urge you and your colleagues to send the unambiguous message that the United States Congress is no place for hate. The group CEO Jonathan Greenblatt wrote the, Amer- the anti-defamation league. This guy's a fraud and a sellout, too. He was a special assistant to Barack Milhouse Benito Obama. He sat on his ass, slobbered all over Obama while Obama was putting down Israel, while Obama was selling out our country and Israel with the nuclear deal with Iran. We don't need any lectures from Mr. Greenblatt, Johnny. Johnny Greenblatt. You hack. Let me continue. Engel, the chairman of that committee... The House Foreign Affairs... How did she get on the Foreign Affairs Committee, Omar? Anybody know? Yes. Correct. Nancy Pelosi gave a freshman a cherished position on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Pelosi put her on there. Now, Engel, the chairman of that committee, called out Omar for a vile anti-Semitic slur. Where have you been, Engel? What, are you deaf, dumb, and blind? but did not call for her to be removed from the committee. Of course not. You know, anti-Semites need their seats on the committee too, right, Engel? You're such a squish. You're such a coward. Democrat first, right, Engel? 
Out of the two dozen other Democrats on the Foreign Affairs Committee, nearly all did not respond or decline to request a comment on Monday. Representative Juan Vargas, who sits on the committee, wrote on Twitter that Omar should apologize for hurtful anti-Semitic stereotypes. Questioning support for the U.S.-Israel relationship is unacceptable. No, it's not, actually. You can question it. I would strongly disagree with it. That's not what she did. She accused these Jews in her own party of having a dual allegiance because she is a bigot. No congressional Democrats have publicly called for Omar to lose her seat on the foreign affairs panel. Of course not. The GOP leaders have begun to pounce. See, see how it's GOP leaders are standing up to the extent that they know how against her for what she has said, her poison. But now they're pouncing, you see. Pouncing. As Pelosi and her leadership team prepare yet another rebuke of Omar's language. Oh my gosh, it's another rebuke. They should censure her. And if she does it again, they should expel her. Do you understand, Nancy Pelosi, that she is a stain on the House of Representatives and on your speakership? Do you understand that? That you'll go through these, uh, this, that you'll do this fan dance? Well, we don't know if we should name her by name. No, what are you going to do? Give her a code? Nah. This is what the Democrat Party has become, ladies and gentlemen. A joke. And the media, too. The media are waiting for the Democrats to act so they know what to do and vice versa. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. this congresswoman and the things she has said day in and day out and she's a public official to the controversy that was built around John Wayne's comments with a Playboy interview that is an old interview people heard it many times the one interview the one interview where he said things that most of us can't agree with certainly I can't but one interview, over 200 movies, in every other respect, a patriotic individual, one interview, Omar, her entire life is built around anti-Semitism and bigotry, and I might add, hatred for America, they go hand in hand. They want to take the name off the airport. In uh, Long Beach, I guess it is. No, in Southern California. Take his name off. They're going to, I guess, start going to pull down his uh, statues and everything else. But this lady's defended by the left. And the media pretends she doesn't even exist. And the Democrat Party, really, you know, they're, should we name her or not name her? Name her or not name her? Name her or not name her? Why don't you give her the treatment you're giving John Wayne right now? If John Wayne were a senator or congressman, you think that he wouldn't be censured or expelled? Well, why isn't she censured or expelled? You know, the left has a very, very long history 
Marxist, socialist, democratic socialist of Jew hating. Including in the Third Reich. Mark, what are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? Hitler wasn't a capitalist. He didn't believe in republicanism. He rejected constitutionalism. He didn't believe in unalienable rights. These are the things that we believe in. This is why we reject an all-powerful central government. It gets out of control. It gets out of control. So how is it that she gets away with, well, you know, we'll do a resolution and we're working on it. And then may, you know, maybe we'll get it to it on Wednesday and, uh, and, and we're not sure if we should name her. Maybe we'll name her. Maybe we'll reference her. Maybe we'll give her a code, a number. You know, we know, I don't know. Day in and day out, this woman shows her her true hate. Day in and day out, Farrakhan shows his true hate and he's embraced by the Democrat Party. Day in and day out. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Given that there are so many in Congress who advance socialist policies, it's no wonder the president reminds Americans how it is freedom that improves lives. Freedom. The so-called progressives might control the House of Representatives, but it's up to us to control them. Our founding fathers counted on we, the people, to hold our government in check. And in order to do that, you must know the legal role in Congress. There is a free, easy way to learn the basics. Through most of March, Hillsdale College is offering their free online course on the powers the Constitution gives to Congress and what it doesn't. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty in our great country. So do your part by registering now to take their excellent course on the Congress for free. Then watch it anytime you want. Take it with your book club, your small group, or your kids. And you'll learn more in each session, all under an hour, than you ever did in school. And you'll be equipped to hold your congressman accountable. Sign up today for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. Do we have Rand Paul, Mr. Producer, announcing that he's not going to vote? The right way. We couldn't find another. But we have Justin Amash. Now, Justin Amash fancies himself a libertarian, as does Rand Paul. I'm a constitutionalist. 
That's the law they are supposed to comply with. I want you to listen to Justin Amash on CNN yesterday. Jake Tapper has him on because he knows he will oppose Trump. That's what Tapper does. And then I want to address him and Rand Paul. Cut 12, go. Uh, Do you think that Republicans who are supporting this national emergency are abdicating their responsibilities to the Constitution? I think so, yes. I don't think that they're all intending to do that. I think many of them uh, are making arguments. They're trying to make legal arguments. They say, well, Congress has passed legislation giving the president this power. So I don't think that they're thinking to themselves, oh, I just want the president to violate the Constitution. But I think the president is violating our constitutional system. And I don't think Congress can grant legislative powers to the president by statute. You can't just pass a statute that says the president now has appropriations power and uh, and bypass Congress. Uh, I don't think that's that's allowed. That's not, that's not what happened. Congress passed authority in the Defense Department and authority when it comes to the Army Corps of Engineers. A certain amount of money they said is flexible in cases of emergency that the president can move around. And the reason why that's done is because in case of emergencies, you can see with Congress, Congress doesn't act quickly enough. There were debates about what to give the president, what to give Congress that went on for some time at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia. And there were some who wanted to divide more of the president's power between him and a court, between him and a council, between him and Congress. And in the end, they decided, no, we need to have checks and balances and separation of powers, but we need to have one person who's responsible for national security. Now, there's nothing here that violates the Constitution. It didn't violate it when it was passed in 1976, and it doesn't violate it today. There are aspects of this law that, if they were triggered, I think would raise grave questions. Like a president shouldn't have the power to institute martial law, to nationalize certain industries, and so forth. What Trump is doing here is very tame. He's already the commander-in-chief. He's already responsible for securing the border. He's triggering the statute that gives him legal authority. He's triggering those statutory errors that give him budgetary authority. He's not making up a single thing. And when uh, Amash, what's his name? And when uh, when when he when Justin Amash says our Constitution doesn't allow by statute to give the president of the United States uh, appropriations power, what is the president appropriating? He's not appropriating a single penny, not a new penny. They're moving funds from one category to another which is what Congress said he could do. And if Congress doesn't want him to do it, Congress can stop him next time by changing the law or ending the law. So there's nothing unconstitutional about this. The president is not appropriating a single penny. It's already been appropriated. So I'm very troubled when these libertarians pretend that this is somehow a constitutional violation and violates separation of powers. Rand Paul has made effectively the same argument, and he's dead wrong. And I don't want to hear down the road when the Democrats abuse us all. See, we told you. See, you haven't told us anything. We already know the Democrats will abuse this. They abuse the entire Constitution. We don't need lessons from Rand Paul or Justin Amash. We're well aware of this. And typically I agree with them, but not here. They're just dead wrong. They're misapplying the Constitution. Congress passed a statute in case of certain emergencies. In case of certain emergencies related to national security. That is a uniquely presidential area, Commander-in-Chief, because Congress has recognized it cannot act fast enough. You see that it can't. But it hasn't delegated its appropriation authority to the President of the United States. The appropriations have already been authorized by both houses of Congress, signed into law by the President of the United States, and that includes the ability 
to move monies around from one account to another. There is nothing offensive about this. Nothing. What's offensive is we have members of Congress who hang around all the time, elected, 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 promised to secure the border, won't secure the border, funded to secure the border in some haphazard way a few years back, and now won't even do that. And now won't even do that. So according to Justin Amas and Rand Paul, the president should sit on his hands. He should pretend there is no National Securities Act. He should pretend Congress didn't act budgetarily in order to enable him to act. He should just... On his own. Self-neuter. Self-neuter. Now, why would he do that? Why would he do that? You're not standing on the constitutional high ground, Justin Amash, and neither are you, Rand Paul. Not in the least. This is perfectly legal. I don't care what the court says. I'm telling you, we can read it with our own two eyes. We can digest this stuff on our own. It's perfectly legal. Now, if Justin Amash had a problem with this statute, it's been in place since 1976. I don't know how long he's been there. Maybe he put out a press release or something objecting to the statute before Trump triggered it. But I don't remember anybody beating the pot, banging the pots and pans over this. Do you? I don't remember Rand Paul ever bringing this up. Do you? If it's such an abomination, why not? Why not? So they're wrong. And it's not that we think we're right and we're misapplying the Constitution and, you know, they're not intentionally doing this, as Jake Tapper suggests. We're just wrong, of course. Well, that's not true. We happen to be right, I believe. Well, we'll let the courts decide. Now, that one cracks me up the most for the reasons I've told you before. Court has no, no role in this whatsoever. This is a political and legislative presidential dispute. You really want John Roberts deciding this? This guy's become such a screwball, it's not even funny. Or the Ninth Circuit or some hand-picked Obama judge. And, of course, according to Roberts, there is no such thing. I mean, how pathetic. When the left-wing litigants are going out looking for Obama judges, this chief justice, there is no such thing as an Obama judge. Do they allow marijuana smoking in the Supreme Court, Mr. Producer? I believe they allow it in Washington, don't they? I mean, they're all holed up, so I don't know what's going on there on the liberal side. I notice they're eating a lot more brownies lately. Have you noticed that? But this shouldn't even be controversial. The only reason it's controversial, two reasons. One, it's Trump, and number two, it involves the border. It involves the border. And this is far more constitutional than Obamacare ever was. It's far more constitutional than DACA ever was. As I said, it's been used over 50 times before. All of a sudden, you know what, that's unconstitutional. Hey, violate separation of a hey. And the liberals are going to run wild with it, like they don't run wild anyway. And we will challenge them if they misapply this statute. If they try to use this statute to change the Second Amendment, well, then that's a violation of the Constitution. The president's not trying to use this statute to change any part of the Constitution, is he? No, he's not. But we have anarchy on the border now. We have lawlessness in these so-called sanctuary cities and states. President has tried to tie federal funding to enforcing our immigration laws in these sanctuary cities and states. And for the first time in my memory, the courts have said no. 
which is outrageous because they allow the federal government to do this over and over again to try and force localities and states to comply with the progressive agenda. But when it comes to securing the border, when it comes to making decisions about immigration, which the Supreme Court said five to four is really the, uh, the, the monopolistic authority of the president, even though that's not what the Constitution says. Apparently, when it comes to this president, it's not. It's not the case. And the courts have no say in this, really. It'll go to court, but really, they, they should take a pass and say, hey, look, this is between you guys. This is between you guys. It's been done 50 times. Some of them are still in place. You don't want the president to do it, then, uh, you know, kill the law. But we're not going to substitute our policy and political decisions for the president's. Now, you watch on the left, on the court, which would have supported DACA, which would support all the muscling up of the... Uh, of the executive branch under a leftist, like Obama pushing his agenda when it comes to Trump. You watch how they wring their hands and pretend to be constitutionalists. But Justin Amash and Rand Paul could not be more wrong in their thought process when it comes to this. And now you're going to have the Senate Republicans joined with all the Democrats, I suppose, voting with the House Democrats and really a handful of Republicans in the House passing a resolution rejecting the president's use of the National Securities Act, and he will veto it. And he should veto it. But Rand Paul's in with a strong group of constitutionalists, you know. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Lamar Alexander, all three have done absolutely nothing to help secure the border. Nothing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. A recent study shows Americans are sleeping less than ever, even though lack of sleep ruins your performance and impacts your relationships. It's time to improve every aspect of your life by getting the best sleep of your life on a brand new set of bowl and branch sheets. The softest, most comfortable, 100% pure organic cotton sheets in the world. Hundreds of thousands of Americans sleep better than because of bowl and branch. And they're the only sheets loved by three U.S. presidents and I might add me. All their products from the signature soft sheets to the cozy throw blankets to their plush towels are made the right way, not the easy way. These are naturally derived products made with the highest level of craftsmanship, and every purchase comes with a 30-day risk-free trial. Have you ever bought sheets with a 30-day risk-free trial? And get $50 off your first set of sheets, plus free shipping at bowlandbranch.com, promo code MARK. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code MARK for $50 off. BowlandBranch.com, promo code MARK. Well, let's see here. Got a lot more to discuss, but I want to go to some calls here. So bear with me. Oh, this damn thing is in the way. There we go. Larry, Bayside, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Third time caller. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say uh, real quick, uh, thank you for what you do my friend, because you're a lighthouse in a, in a really gathering storm. Thank you. The media is a joke. It's a propaganda mill, like Lincoln and Jefferson and all the others said. You know, we're being conquered from within. 
it's totalitarianism that they want. And, of course, they dress it up with nice words like socialism and communism. I just want to say one thing real quick. I was so despondent Friday. I mean, I'm, I'm about a year older than you, I think. And, uh, you know, so I'm a little life experience. I've never been more framed in my life than with what's going on in this country. Mm-hmm. And uh, last Friday, I was listening to the late, great Chuck Berry. And he wrote and recorded a song in the late 50s called Back in the USA. Mm-hmm. And I kept listening to this song. Now, he doesn't mention the word freedom in the song, but that song is all about American freedom. And he has two lines in that song that stuck out to me. One, uh, you know, hamburgers sizzle on the open grill night and day. I I thought about um, uh, Cortez in that line. You know, she, she would love that one, you know. A land where hamburger sizzle on the open What's the road. next one? We're running out of time. The, the second line was the last line of the song. Anything you want, they got it right here in the USA. Mm-hmm. All right, Larry. Appreciate it. Good point. Yeah, it's uh, very bizarre what's going on in our country today. This is the result of demagogues and politics and propagandists in the media. I'm convinced of it. What you're getting on CNN and MSNBC in some aspects on our favorite cable channel and definitely in the New York Slimes and New York Post and so forth is um, a portrayal of a president and a portrayal of a country that is absolutely inaccurate. Absolutely inaccurate. You're not getting news. It's not news. Let's go to Nathan Hilton Head, South Carolina on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Uh, Mark, uh, pleasure to speak with you. I want to get Thank right you. to my point, and then I'd like to make one other quick comment. I um, have signed up five. I've gotten five younger, I call them my mini-mark kids, to sign up with the Mark Levin app. I had them prove it to me my next visit with their phones. I've done this in two weeks. So I'm issuing a challenge to all the Levinites. If all of you will please just get one kid tomorrow to download it, and then one the next day. My goal is 100 by the end of the year. And my well, only Aren't other you com- terrific? And it's a good point because a lot of younger people, they listen to apps. They're, they don't necessarily listen to radio or satellite or whatever. It's, it's important that we get on many platforms as we can. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's fine, Mark. Um, the only other thing I wanted to tell you was this. I moved here in 2002. I grew up in Southern California. And I've been telling people it's coming. It's coming. And I'm talking about the illegal immigration. Um, I grew up with the signs showing the illegals crossing the freeway to watch out for them and witness them run across as we're leaving San Diego Chargers games. But when I moved here in 2002, I had uh, the pleasure of uh, WTKS and good old Bill Edwards and Brian Mudd himself. And I had no idea he had been hosting on your show um, I had the pleasure of meeting him in person, so I just wanted okay. to thank you for having Brian on there because he Brian's is great. I called him boy genius when I met him. <laughs> I love you, Mark. We love you, man. All right, my friend. I appreciate it very much. Richie, I'm going to go to the one you're trying to get, type up there. We'll go to Mike, who uh, is, what, West Virginia can hear our powerful station, the great WMAL. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Mark. How are you? Okay. Thank you. Hey, um, I'm kind We're going to run out of time. Go right for it. I'm, I'm kind of in, indifferent on this subject, but in, in terms of Congresswoman uh, Omar, mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Um, 
where where is the freedom of speech? Why is she not allowed to criticize um, Israel? And and well, why is that? She she's clearly allowed to criticize Israel. Two things. It's not about freedom of speech. She can say whatever she wants. It's that in the halls of Congress, there's certain ways to say things. Nobody's complaining about her criticism of Israel. The Democrat Party more and more is criticizing Israel. They're criticizing her anti-Semitism. If you're Jewish and you support Israel, let's say a, a spending or whatever it is, or not, but if you do, that doesn't mean your loyalty is split between two countries. That doesn't mean you have dual loyalty. Anymore, if you favor supporting England or support some other country when it comes to national security and so forth, you want to have a debate on whether or not you want to support it. That's fine. But you don't start telling people about their loyalty, your loyalty. What they're trying to say is you're a Jew, so you're not loyal to America. That's what she's trying to say. And by the way, that's not the only thing she has said. She has said many things. I'm going to carry you over so people don't think I'm cutting you off. We'll carry over Mike from West Virginia. I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. This is our three. Our number, 877-381-3811, I promised Mike I'd get back to him. He's Charlestown, West Virginia on the great WMAL. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, thanks, Mark. Now, first, yes. I just want to say that, that I do agree that some of her previous comments were definitely cringeworthy. But mm-hmm. I, I'll give you one example that I researched today that kind of made it seem that she had some uh, legitimacy to what she said, and that is uh, Chuck Schumer. He is uh, extremely anti pro-abortion here in the United States. Uh, And he refused to vote the other day to to say that a a baby after its birth should be protected. But he he, uh, is very uh, pro- uh, anti-abortion in Israel and supports a pro-life organization in, in Israel. And that Look, I, I can't. He's he's a moron. I don't I don't know what he supports or doesn't support. I mean, to give you an example, he's he uh, he came out against the Iran deal, but behind the scenes, he was encouraging his Democrats to vote for it. 
because he's a party first guy. So I don't know what Schumer represents. I consider him, among other things, a self-hater. But but that that doesn't prove anything. He's an well, idiot. I, I think we just we just need to be careful. And, 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 I, and I I'm, I'm I'm very careful with my words, sir. Very no, careful. I, I, you I, don't see me. You don't see me talking about expelling people who oppose Israel. I've talked about her. In fact, I can't even think of another House member I said who should be expelled. She should be expelled because she's a bigot. You know, you got you got Steve King making a couple of comments which were outrageous, outrageous. They dragged him to the floor quickly. He voted against himself. Well, who am I to who am I to challenge Steve King voting against himself? So he obviously deserved it. This woman goes on and on day in and day out, day in and day out. If you had Joe McCarthy in the Senate calling people communist, they'd be wanting to throw him out. He'd probably be right. Ninety eight percent of the time. It's time to call out the Democrat Party on this and stop making excuses. Look at their love affair with Farrakhan. Do they ever denounce Farrakhan? No. And isn't it interesting that many of these same Jew haters hate America? They just do. There's a thing. I'm I'm reading a book about the the Marxist left and the the radical socialist left. And if people would read this, it's amazing. And look at Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders called this woman Omar when she said some very despicable things to try and buck her up, to try and say, you know, keep at it, keep fighting it. He's a, he's a complete sleaze. All right, Mike. I appreciate it, buddy. You take care of yourself. Let's keep going. Robert Valdosta, Georgia, the great WVGA. Go. Mark, I just have a question for you. What, what yeah. gives the right of Congress, and I'm talking about Representative Nader in particular, to start an investigation of ordinary U.S. citizens? Uh, since when have we stooped so low that ordinary citizens are the, the pawns or the can be investigated by anybody at a whim uh, when there's a... Well, well that's no the key. Congress can investigate citizens, you know, depending on what they've done and so forth, if they have a legislative purpose. But they are not free to investigate people to humiliate them, to uh, to drive up their legal bills, uh, to destroy their careers, uh, to go f- on a fishing expedition. None of that is appropriate. I agree, but what's the recourse? Well, I don't know. You tell me. You know what the Constitution, what's the recourse? Well, I would say the Department of Justice is something should... Somebody oh, come should, on now. Really? But I doubt that that's an alternative. And what are they going to do? Charge a congressman with uh, spitting in the wrong direction? Well, it's... Congre- uh, Justice Department, it's not a crime, you know. I know. It's just very, very unfair what they're doing. No, what's happened is a growing percentage of the American people is becoming dumber and dumber and more and more left-wing. Uh, and then there's the percentage of the American people who aren't. But they get votes, too. They get members of Congress, too. This is why I get so furious with rhinos and the, in the incompetence of the Republican Party and the illiteracy of their leaders or the inarticulation of their leaders. And that is their inability to communicate with the American people. We lost the House of Representatives, not because of Donald Trump, because you had a bunch of Congress people running scared uh, they didn't run on any particular issues. If I were to ask you right now, what were the three or four big issues they ran on in the House? You couldn't tell me. No, I couldn't. 
They don't. They. They. I mean, this crop of Democrats. We should be beating them uh, head to toe from the sea to shining sea in every respect, and we're not. And they're nuts. So I don't know what the answer is. <clears throat> uh, uh, you know, sometimes there isn't an answer. What do we do about it? If I'm the president, I fight them where I can on constitutional grounds. As I say, they, they don't have a right to his financial information before he came president. They don't even have a right to his financial information as president unless there's a legislative purpose. What, they want to change the tax laws that apply to a billionaire? That doesn't fly. That's a, that's, that's a pretext that's quite obvious. You're going to bring your family members in? No, you're not bringing my family members in. And I'm, I'm, going, to do, I'm going to issue a privilege and protect my family from you. And take it up to the court. Well, I just don't see any part in our nation's history where anything like this has ever occurred in the past. Uh, but, and it, it is very frustrating to watch. It's very frustrating. Thank you for your call. <coughs> Excuse me. Dolores, Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark. Uh, regarding the uh, uh, Trump CPAC speech, if anyone had told me that I would sit and watch for two hours any politician talk, I would say they were crazy. I couldn't drag myself away. My poor dog was begging me to take him out. I said, <laughs> if you have an accident, it's all right. I cannot drag myself away. This man is so real, so charismatic. And I called a friend of mine who voted to him, but more anti-Hillary than pro-Trump. And I said, you've got to watch this speech. She, she emailed me back. She said, this man is amazing. He's doing what he's trying to do. He loves America. And when he came out and embraced the flag, I mean, holy moly. And the other thing is, Mark, with Governor Cuomo, and now you can, you can kill babies after, the, after they're born. There's such a, and, and lighting up the Freedom Tower where thousands of people died in pink. What is that, to celebrate that girl babies can be aborted and killed? They are shooting themselves in the foot, and they don't even realize it, and uh, they have absolutely no Well, well with hold on now. How, hold, on, hold on now. New York's heavy Democrat. It would take a remarkable Republican to beat somebody like Cuomo. But this the, so the, 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 the odds are so bad. Because, look, they, what is it? And there's been a poll where people who were previously pro-choice have said now it's turning to their anti-abortion because this is beyond the pale. This is Mm -hmm. beyond the pale. I think you could bring a lot of people in who really don't think about this subject much or say, you know, this is too icky. I don't want to deal with it. Now you've awakened them and say, wait a minute, he's doing what? Exactly. It's a shame it had to come to this, but I think this is waking up a lot of people, what abortion really is. And, and Mark, by the way, I loved when the president made, made references to you. That was great. <laughs> wow, you're very kind. Thank you. I was stunned. I just thought to myself, bladder, don't let me down. Because I knew if I got up, boy, he'd be mocking me for days. I didn't have to, though. I really, <clears throat> We really were enthralled with him. I'm not just talking about... My family, everybody was. And the way it's reported is so different than when you actually sit there and watch. The media types not only hate Trump, they don't appreciate what he does up there. Truly. Andrew, excuse me, Sulphur Springs, Texas, on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead. Hey, good evening, Mark. How are you? Okay, how are you? 
Not too bad. Just wanted to point out two things. Number one, the same people that are comparing Trump to Hitler are the same people that demand that he do something about the guns. So either they don't understand what a dictator is or they think the people that are listening are too stupid to know. Can you imagine if Obama was ever compared to Hitler? Yeah, the 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 media, these 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 uh, anchors and hosts would be cutting off the guests and tell them they could never come back again. Can you imagine if a uh, Republican or conservative guest went on CNN and said that Obama is mentally unstable or that he's a black supremacist or that he's an anti-Semite or that he's this or he's that or he's that and he's this. Can you imagine CNN and MSNBC allowing that? Of course not. On Trump, they allow everything. And that just demonstrates that crystallizes it for you right there. You're right. And one other thing, I'm a truck driver. I was down in uh, Laredo, Texas, picking up a load, and I was trying to get a uh, survey of all the people around the border that thought we had a crisis, but I don't speak very much Spanish, so I can't give you an accurate report. Well, there you go. All right, my friend. Thank you. There you go. Let's see. Let's take our break. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You can track back when this impeachment talk about our president began to the day after the election, literally the day after the election, as I tracked it myself. And what scholars and historians will do down the road, little good it does us today, but what they will do down the road, just so you know, just so you understand, the perpetrators of this coup will be punished by history for sure. They will be able to see every single time impeachment was mentioned, who mentioned it, why they mentioned it. They will be able to dissect this phony Russian collusion issue, which, of course, the media perpetrates today. They will be able to talk about things that were said on television and written in newspapers. They'll be able to put it all together. And just as today... The impeachment of Andrew Johnson and the trial of Andrew Johnson is viewed as a very dark mark on American history. So, too, will this entire episode against Trump. And I think Trump will be considered a very, very sympathetic figure. Who did nothing illegal, who committed no crimes. And to listen to people attack him. Look, they're going after him and his finances because he's a wealthy man. You go to a CPA or an accountant... And you ask them to do your taxes. You have all kinds of businesses. You have all kinds of money. And you follow their advice. Parts of the tax code are ambiguous. They're read a certain way in one uh, judicial district. Read another way in another judicial district. And then you have the bureaucracy before that. You have tax court. You have all kinds of stuff going on. So a lot of it can be up to debate or certain aspects of it. Particularly if you're wealthy with an intricate number of investments. So it's not that you're a cheat. It's not any of that stuff. You hire the best and brightest to try and figure out what you owe and take advantage of what you can without evading your tax responsibilities. And so the Democrats know this. And so what they want are 10 years of his tax returns to second guess his accountants and to accuse him of committing perjury because you sign that document under penalty of perjury. His tax return is literally the thickness of what we used to call the Manhattan phone book. 
So he's relying on his experts, much the way he relied on Michael Cohen to give him legal advice. But it won't matter when, when these things are in the hands of, uh, of barrier types. Those of you who know Russian history or history period, the barrier types who simply want to criminalize whatever Donald Trump has done. And they want to try to humiliate him and embarrass him, go over his tax returns, his deductions, same with his children. This is all <coughs> ultimately opposition research using tax dollars, using the House of Representatives, using government employees. Because from their perspective on the left, it's opposition research information, plus they get to trash the president with their friendly media, plus they can push for impeachment. It's the trifecta. They're not interested in governing. They're not interested in actually reforming anything. They want to destroy what's left of our health care system. They've already destroyed our immigration system. There's a lot they're out to destroy when you seek to fundamentally transform this, that, and the other thing. But that's what's going on here. These aren't legitimate oversight hearings when you have a guy like Nadler, who is a left-wing Marxist kook, and another guy like Schiff, who's a slimeball, would be a perfect mob lawyer. And, of course, Nancy Pelosi, who's the biggest hypocrite on the face of the earth, who lives like a queen, but denounces others who live like queens and kings, who has a wall around her, her winery, but we can't have a wall to protect our southern ranchers and farmers and our localities there. I mean, she conducts herself like this is in America, like she's part of a monarchy. All right, let's take a call. Bob, Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go right ahead. Bob, go ahead. Yes, uh, I just wanted to say, I, I called, uh, spoke to your call screener. My daughter, Noelle, was at the... Well, everyone has to talk to the call screener or they don't get through. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no my, my daughter was at CPAC this weekend. She saw you, she saw President Trump. I, I have to say it was one of the more transformative experiences in her life. She's not been able to stop talking about it to me since since you've been there. How old is and she? she thought, I'm sorry? How old is she? She's 21. And you see, and this CPAC has, has an effect like that on many, many young people. It really does. Well, I think it's a combination of you and me, Mark. I, you've had an effect on her. I've had an effect on her. She's been listening to you since she's been like 10 years old. And uh, she kind of grew up with you. And I said... Uh, when she showed me the agenda, I said, you got to see Mark and his wife. And she thought it was a phenomenal discussion you guys had. And uh, I, I thank you for the experience you gave my daughter. And well, listen, it just- it's, it's a great honor. That, that interview that my wife does with me is enormously popular. And honestly, it's not because of me. It's because of her. She's just a very sweet, brilliant, beautiful person. And it comes across when she's asking me questions. I have to admit, I can barely answer the questions. I'm busy staring myself. Mark, it's a combination of the two of you guys together. What's that? No, it's a combination of the two of you together. Thank you, my friend. Uh, By the way, does your daughter have Levin TV yet? It's not a trick question. (laughs) No, she does not. I'll tell you what. Don't, Don't hang up. Mr. Producer... Blaze TV with Levin TV. Let's make sure his daughter gets a full year. We appreciate that. Thank you. you know, I hate to come on the microphone and say this, although you hear me coughing and everything like that. So this damn infectious illness is kind of back 
I mean, it's, I'm not on my back or anything, but you can see I'm struggling a little bit. Do your best to ignore it. I'm trying to ignore it myself, seriously. Just kind of put it out of your mind, because we're still highly substantive here, and uh, I'm very interested in what you have to say, and, and uh, we will march on. Carlos, Monterey Bay, California, the great KSAC. Go. How you doing, Mark? Two things. One, yes. You're very correct when you say the mainstream media's collusion with the House has no effect whatsoever on us Trump supporters. It's only feeding their own little base. But at the same time, it's feeding our passion even more because we're tired of seeing this. They need to quit this. Mm-hmm. Two, second thing, I started listening to you three years ago. I think I matured more in my life. I used to be a Democrat until the last election. I'm a young Latino voter. Mm-hmm. And something transformed me this last election. I saw the truth and what they really stand for and all the lies you see that they try to feed us, my demographic specifically. And I just want to thank you for all the hard work you're doing and keep supporting our president, man. Carlos, thank you. You should join this walkaway movement. We had a great show on Sunday, really. And uh, appreciate your call, my friend. We'll be right back. Worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Well, well, well. Here's something interesting. Studies show that security systems deter burglars. Now, that's a fact. But there's still a burglary every eight seconds in America. Why? Because burglars just find a house that isn't protected. That's why securing your home is truly a necessity. So let me recommend this brilliant security system made by my friends at Simply Safe, which is what we have. Simply Safe believes fear has no place in a place like home. And they made their system ridiculously smart. Simply Safe sensors will protect every point of access to your home, not just the front door. It's a burglar. If a burglar even tries to break it, an ear shattering siren will let them know the police are already on the way. And best of all, Simply Safe's 24-hour, seven days a week monitoring is just $14.99 a month. And they'll never lock you into a long-term contract. More than 3 million people already know it feels good to fear less with Simply Safe. So go with the only home security I trust, the only home security we have. Get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee today at simplysafemark.com. That's simplysafemark.com for the home security I trust. Simplysafemark.com. I don't know why, if you have a home or of any kind, it's apartment, condo, townhouse, single family home, why you wouldn't have this in place. Really. It's the greatest security system. It's so easy to put in place. Simplysafemark.com. Simplysafemark.com. AOC, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um. Well, she's another fraud, a liar, buffoon, a.k.a. liberal. New York Post. Ocasio-Cortez leaves parade in 17-mile-per-gallon minivan blocks from the subway. Oh, do tell. She's addicted to Uber. Just hours after the New York Post exposed her penchant for riding a gas-guzzling private vehicle, U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez made her getaway from a St. Patrick's Day parade in Queens in a for-hire minivan on Sunday. The leading advocate for the proposed Green New Deal was less than four blocks from a Queen subway station when she hopped into a white 
Chrysler Town and Country with Leverly Plates around 1.20 p.m. This is how the Marxists do it. And she's a Marxist. The 2016 model of the since-discontinued vehicle gets an average of 17 miles per gallon. That's it, in the city, according to the U.S. Department of Energy. Ocasio-Cortez's chauffeured ride followed her participation in the 20th annual St. Pat's for All Parade through Sunnyside and Woodside. Despite getting a hero's welcome at the inclusive march, she ducked out before the end and got picked up along with two aides at 48 South and Skillman Avenue. The intersection is a mere five-minute walk from the 7 Trains 46th Street Bliss Street Station. By the way, I meant 48th Street and uh, Skillman Avenue. Let's continue. Ocasio-Cortez, her spokesman, Corbin Trent, wouldn't say where she was going or why she didn't take the far more green option of mass transit. Because that's for the plebes, that's why. But if she was headed to her Parkchester neighborhood in the Bronx, the minivan traded a more intrusive carbon footprint for a savings of a good 30 minutes in travel time that would have included two subway transfers, according to online estimates. Earlier, Ocasio-Cortez fired off a series of defensive tweets attacking the Post, revealing that her campaign spent nearly $30,000 on more than 1,050 rides in Ubers, taxis, and other for hire vehicles. By contrast, her campaign spent about $12,000 on 53 Metro cards and 18 trips on Amtrak, according to filings with the FEC. Living in the world as it is isn't an argument against working towards a better future. Good Lord, look how far we have fallen, America. The Green New Deal. See how their preposterous, idiotic words become mainstream by the stupid media? Yes, the Green New World seeks to end the nation's reliance on fossil fuels over 10 years before we all die in 12. The estimated cost now? $93 trillion, says American Action Forum. $93 trillion. Our entire economy, goods and services, produces $17.4 trillion. $93 trillion for that. Then we have free college. Then we have free child care. Then we have free health care. And we have a free uh, income from the time you're born. Boy, this country, I'm going to tell you, those wheelbarrows of the Weimar Republic, people walking around with a paper German currency. Because inflation was changing every day, hundreds and hundreds of percent. You see what's going on in Venezuela, what went on in Zimbabwe? This is what we're turning into, a third world crap country with these leftists. The Post put the fact that I get into cars while proposing a plan to invest in better car technology on their front page. So what exactly has this 29-year-old never did anything substantive moron done to put a plan forward to change cars. Does none of this strike you as absolute insanity? She put a plan forward to change cars? City controller Scott Stringer also likened Ocasio-Cortez to his cousin, the late U.S. Representative Bella Abzug. Oh. Saying that when she got elected, they said the same things about her and they tried to slow her down. Oh, Bella. Remember Bella Abzog? Do you know who they're talking about, Mr. Producer? You're very lucky. 
And she never gave up. She fought. And now we see what happens when the next generation goes to watch. Oh, she's the next Bella Abzug. Is that it? More like Bella Lugosi, as far as I'm concerned. Who's that? Look it up. All right. Let's take some more calls here. Let's see. To regular Americans, real Americans. Candace, Houston, Texas. Those call letters aren't right. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I I had to tell you that I recorded Life, Liberty, and Levin last night. And I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, couldn't sleep, turned it on, watched it not once, but twice in a row. I couldn't believe how fantastic Brandon Strzok is. And for you to be able to let him speak and let him tell his story, his journey of how he came to conservatism was just, a, it was genius. And I have kids about his age, probably. I don't know how old he is. Both of mine are boys in New York. And I'm going to send them his website uh, to see if I can open a, a glimmer <laughs> with with them and their wives. But thank you so much. It was amazing. Well, thank you. And he deserved all the attention. And and I did that specifically for parents and grandparents with children and grandchildren who may be moving in the wrong direction thanks to the Marxist tenure professors and the endless uh, propaganda in the media, among other things. <clears throat> they should look into this group, the walkaway movement. My boys were uh, were Ivy League, so I'm sure that they're well indoctrinated, but they're thinking people, and they came from Texas, and uh, so they have the roots here. <laughs> So I'm, uh, anyway, thank you again so much. It, My pleasure. It, all, the show, all the shows are wonderful, but that one just blew me away twice. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's the key to this show is to let the guest speak. That's why I do, do that format on Fox. And that's why I pick the guests. I pick the guests that I pick. And, uh, we would love to have Ayok on the program. She will not come on. We'd love to have Bernie Sanders on the program. He will not come on. We'd love to have Elizabeth Warren on the program. She will not come on and down the list. I'd have a very civil debate with them. But it wouldn't be like going on CNN and MSNBC and NBC, ABC, CBS, and all the rest of it. You'd be dealing with me. And I know who they are, and I know how they think. And I would like to address them and debate them. But they will not do it. Just so you understand, they will not do it. All right. We'll be right back. Mark in. One of the reasons I despise the media is because they undermine freedom of the press. They're not credible. They're not reliable. In fact, in most cases, they're despicable. And they do grave damage to this country, and people read their stuff and they believe it. I'll give you an example. This is at sports.yahoo.com by Alexander Nazarian, who's a complete ass, a complete fool. And he was at CPAC, apparently, this clown. He never came up to interview me, but he watched uh, my wife and I on the stage, and he's... Uh, He's talking about, I'm trying to find the article, actually. Let's see here. Here it is. And then I wind up in his little piece that goes on and on and on. That much was in evidence when Mark Levin, the blustery talk radio host, announced in a stage whisper 
that he had a big secret to reveal. It was a complete joke, by the way. That secret was that Hillary Clinton and the Democrat National Committee colluded with the Russians. This appeared to be a reference to the Seth Rich conspiracy theory, which resides thoroughly in the realm of fiction. Not only do I have no idea what he's talking about, I have never discussed Seth Rich in my entire life. I have ne- have I rich? Not once. So this guy is Seth Rich in his brain, as little as it is, his little pea brain. Somehow he combines that with the audience chanting, lock her up. And she should have been locked up, by the way. And uh, I have no idea what this fool's doing on the left. And yet he works for Yahoo, which couldn't be a better name news outlet. Yahoo, except stupid would be better. Levin went on to say that Massachusetts Senator Ted Kennedy, the liberal stalwart. See, I'm blustery, but Kennedy is a liberal stalwart who passed away in 2009, also colluded with the Russians. He did. See, the man's illiterate on top of everything else. That Speaker Pelosi colluded with the Syrians. She did. That Speaker Wright colluded with the Nicaraguans. He did. The obscure historical references appear to be largely lost on the crowd. You see how they hate you? When they say that Trump was like Hitler at that speech, that means that you were like Nazis to them. So this is the kind of so-called reporting done at Yahoo. It is a lie. It is a disgrace. I never even followed the Seth Rich story. I couldn't tell you about the Seth Rich story today if my life depended on it. I don't get involved in that stuff. And yet he has to bring it up because he wants the whole world to know what a bunch of nuts are out there listening to another nut. That's what he wants. This fool, this clown. Yahoo. Does your current office chair support you? Now, if you're lucky, maybe it goes up and down. And it's very uncomfortable. Compare that to my chair with dynamic variable lumbar support or DVL. The X-Chair's DVL provides unbelievably comfortable lumbar support, and every part of the chair can be custom-adjusted to fit you. That's why the X-Chair is equally supportive and comfortable, whether you're 5'2 and 110 pounds, or 6'4 and 250 pounds, or 5'3 and 312 pounds. I can comfortably sit for hours in my X-Chair. And now with the introduction of the X-Basic model, there's an X-Chair for every body type and budget. Take advantage of X-Chair's new financing option. Pay as little as 30 bucks a month and take your comfort and productivity to the next level for less than the cost of a daily cup of coffee. X-Chair is on sale now, 100 bucks off. Just go to xchairlevin.com. That's xchairlevin.com. Or give us a call, 1-844-4X-Chair, 1-844-4X-Chair. X-Chair comes with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. Try to get that out of an office store or, or another store. It ain't going to happen. Go to XChairLevin.com now, use X-Wheels, and you'll receive a free set of these special new X-Wheels with your chair. The key is to get the chair. XChairLevin.com or 1-844-4X-Chair. Wow. We have more breaking news here, I think, don't we, Mr. Producer? Let's see here if I can find the damn thing. You sent it to me, right? Hold on, everybody. It's time for a silent prayer. Hold on here. I'm looking. Oy, oy, oy. Maybe too late. I think I am. Uh, live radio beats uh, the opposite. 
I'm looking. Oh, there it is. Got it. All right. Washington Examiner. Ready? Load. 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 Most liberals are a load, but I'm not talking about them. I don't, I don't think I'm going to get this in time. It's taken too long to. Uh... Let me take a call. Find me a good caller there, if you would, Rich. Yes. WMMB, Mike in Florida. Go right ahead. Crystal Van, truly a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Thank you. You're, you're Don't you like my professionalism of the last 83 seconds? You're awesome. I mean, oh, thank you. You're the, you're the modern voice of the founders, and you deserve the, the recognition that the president gave you yesterday, for sure. Uh, I think you were just messing with me, but thank you. Thank nah, you. you deserve it. Anyway, just a quick point. Uh, if, if they do subpoena, suppose they subpoena, I'm talking about Nadler and his uh, merry band, uh, yeah. Suppose they do subpoena Ivanka and Jared and Don Jr. and Eric and whoever else, mm-hmm. Melania. Why don't they just say, well, well, we're not going, and then, then hold us in contempt? I mean, as far I as would I do know, that. Eric Holder, I like that. I mean, Eric Holder's still running around loose. Yeah, he is. <laughs> right? But I, I agree with you. And by the way, you may want to download the Mark Levin app. Seriously, if you're listening to that station and you're in that area. Okay. I would strongly encourage you to download the Mark Levin app. Where do I just go to your website to do that? Go to marklevinshow.com. On the upper right-hand corner, you'll type in the word podcast, and it'll show you exactly. It takes 20 seconds. Okie dokie. I'll do it. Everyone in that listening area. All right. Thank you. Here we have Washington Examiner. AOX, chief of staff, ran $1 million slush fund by diverting campaign cash to his own companies. Hey, Nadler, you might want to investigate her. Oh, yeah. Hey, Shifty, you might want to investigate her. What do you say? <laughs> Two political action committees funded by Representative Alexandria Top aide funneled over $1 million in political donations into two of his own private companies, according to a complaint filed with the Federal Election Commission on Monday. Today, the cash transfers from the PACs overseen by Sycott, uh, whatever, yabba dabba do. The freshman Socialist Democrats chief of staff run counter to her pledges to increase transparency and reduce the influence of dark money in politics. Boy, she's a fraud through and through, isn't she, AOC? It's, it's spelled C-H-A-K-R-A-B-A-R-T-I. You try it. Chakarabardi? Sounds like a liqueur. Uh, Chopper Combardi's companies appear to have been set up for the sole purpose of obscuring how the, politi- how the political donations were used. The arrangement skirted reporting requirements and may have violated the $5,000 limit on contributions from federal PACs to candidates, according to the complaint filed by the National Legal and Policy Center, which is an outstanding legal group run by Pete Flaherty, who is hard-nosed. Campaign finance attorneys described the arrangement as really weird and an indication there's something amiss. They said there was no way of telling where the political donations went, meaning they could have been pocketed. Well, maybe they went to all the flights and the Uber uses for the little dummy. I mean, the little uh, uh, precious. PACs are required to disclose how and when funds are spent, including for expenditures such as advertisements, fundraising emails, donations to candidates, and payments for events and to vendors. The private companies to which Shaka Barati transferred the money from the PACs are not subject to these requirements. The complaint names Ocasio-Cortez and Shaka Rabardi. more times you say it, the more you get used to it, as responded. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. 
Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and all law enforcement, local, state, and federal. Thank you. We'll see you right here tomorrow. We have a great Levin TV tonight. If you enjoyed our playing of the Trump comments, you'll hear more of it. See you tomorrow.